Alrighty, y'all. Uh, we're here today. We're gathering today to discuss the problem with yesterday's Blockbuster January 6th committee, the eyewitness testimony from uh, the sweet and lovely Miss Cassidy Hutchinson. Um, that testimony just kind of flew in 15 months late because um, Team Evil's other stuff just, you know, basically turned to crap. Um, there are a lot of problems with Cassie's story. Uh, but I think uh, enough people fall for it because uh, they worship the Hollywoodness of it. Um, it didn't take long for even Politico to turn on it. I'm not really going to go much deeper into the political side. But what it comes down to is I'm um, pretty fully convinced that um, 99% of the people who believe the first edition type news stuff just are looking for entertainment. People just want to be entertained, you know, jumping through flaming hoops and tigers and stuff like that. And we kind of touched on this uh, uh, wow, we need to be wowed aspect yesterday on yesterday's episode. The winning story in almost any of these things is the one that is the most dramatic flair, the peakiest uh, twists and espionage, the best supporting actress kind of thing. And that would be yesterday was fell into that template. So uh, the January 6th hearing, the, the hearings have pretty much cemented this observation because it doesn't take much hands-on fact-checking because we know about fact-checkers working for the media outlets themselves, um, you don't have to do a lot of work to see how hypocritical and how foolish the star witness was. And she's probably going to be in some legal trouble. Uh, how far removed Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony was from the body of testimony and evidence and stuff before yesterday's display. Uh, but before we had dive right into Cassidy's tale, let's go over the way things worked in our country and basically, you know, free free nations before the left went full totalitarian. Um, when hearings play, take place, you know, or you have any kind of court or even a public type debate, um, usually an individual's recollections aren't aired without securing some kind of response from the people who did what those people claim they did or said what they are claimed to, you know, be credited for saying. So only in a banana republic uh, are you to believe a person's words over uh, feelings, really, words and feelings over texts, emails, videos, physical evidence, etc., etc. Uh, and to make things worse, we're now looking in the rearview mirror at years of the same people behind January 6th committee bastardizing texts, emails, videos, and the aforementioned kind kind of evidence. Um, typically, primary sources have been flat out ignored. Uh, they publicly say, that's not what I said, that's not what I did. I don't know you guys are coming up with this crap, but that's what's been going on because it's just so entertaining. Um, investigators have been pretending like, remember, we did everything by the book. That was that was a gem. Uh, when the whole world knows the book they're talking about must be some kind of a bedtime pop-up storybook or something. 
Um, and you have to ask yourself, who, who, who believes this or why would a, any number of people, a sizable, respectable, respectable number of people believe this? Um, I really think people are willing to believe something after they feel like they've poured their mortal souls into a, a movement that they maybe at the time felt exciting. You know, people like to uh, have a sense of belonging to something. And uh, some of these movements, because they're so flashy and glittery, uh, they've replaced healthy things we once had in our lives. Uh, and maybe they can get that fulfillment, that sense of belonging. And you think about some of the promises we've heard made by politicians or you know, people working alongside them. You know, there are little uh, drones they send out to change your mind. Promises like, we'll free your third cousin, the, uh, the serial rapist, from prison if you do the following things to make the country appear to be broken or racist or whatever. Things, promises like free stuff uh, because others can't afford to give it to you, but they're not because they're greedy and evil, even though you got along with them just great yesterday or something like that. Now, uh, promises like the open border with free airfare for Uncle Juan and the statistic, uh, statistically uh, provable 19 other relatives that'll follow him. Uh, you get Uncle Juan in and those 19 other people, if you intimidate a particular group, you know, the opposition, the greedy people, the greedy evil people that you got along with yesterday. Look behind the curtain to see why open borders uh, and an annual, we're looking at like 4 million plus entering America these days, yeah, every year. So, um, and to see why, uh, while there are so many entities that are fighting for everyone, um, everyone should be able to vote in America laws. That's what they're looking for. They're fighting for everyone should be able to vote. If you made it here, you, you should be able to vote. Citizenship be damned. Um, just ask some of the people that uh, are near, are in, or part of it, and watch it happening in their neighborhoods. They're politicaros. They're, they're paid to show those 4 million newcomers who to vote for. And because it's kind of a risky thing, they might get some kind of hand cramps, those politicaros will actually fill out the forms for or pay for uh, people to fill things out. Um, yeah, people are going to prison for it, but you're not going to see that in the news. So, it, it, and it's always these people that are screaming about threats to democracy and stuff, by the way, that are, are paying the politicaros or part of the system. And, and even the nonprofits that they work for, the ones out uh, threatening people if they don't vote a certain way, they're placed in areas where the movement of vote blue, even if it's a pedophile, would never win without some kind of cheating. And this is, this is some pretty big cheating. You know, if you got an area where uh, that tr historically or traditionally will vote Republicans by just, and there's a winning by narrow margins, you know, 5%, all I have to do is bring in 10 or 12,000 people who will uh, work for companies that get subsidized, uh, they make it profitable. They're paying for you to, they're taking away your other options to be competitive and they're, they're throwing the offer. You work these people, you employ these people, and uh, you get to stay afloat. You get to not go down. You know, it'd be a shame if something happened to your business that you your family's had for three generations or something like that. Uh, 
So basically, the J6 show is un-American entertainment. No court, no investigation is ever really complete when just one side is heard. It's a story, you know. So January 6th hearings are nothing more than like book readings at beatnik book clubs. Um, let's get down to, the, it's time to debunk uh, Miss Hutchinson's points uh, that the lying media wanted you to take away from her testimony. And I think that the way they were licking her butt with praise is was, well, cute but pathetic. Uh, talking about how she was just, how, how could you not believe her? She was just so highly credible. Uh, too bad facts and stuff don't line up with that. Now, let's start with the conversation. A lot of, it, a lot of her testimony was dependent on conversations that she claimed to have heard. And those conversations were from Secret Service agents who were around Trump on January 6th. Um, and there's several mechanical issues with her claim here. Cassidy claimed that the agent spoke about Trump riding, uh, leaving the rally, thinking he was going to head over to the Capitol in the presidential vehicle that the, the media calls the beast. And it's wrong because he, you, there's video. You can see that uh, Donald Trump hopped, hopped into the SUV, not the beast limo that the media w seemed to believe so, uh, because it was the SUV, uh, the position of the occupants of a custom vehicle, uh, Trump is a large person, but he would not be able to, he would have to be freaking Stretch Armstrong to, to be able to grab the wheel. And uh, we'll just wait for the actual testimony of those um, alleged to have been overheard speaking about the incident when they get their chance, which they probably won't, but we'll, you know, you'll find that in some uh, back alley uh, news provider because that stuff's just, it, it's not compelling. Doesn't have a cute girl sitting there talking about her or something like that. And let's get to the, uh, let's get on with the uh, heart. What this is about is proving that only Democrats can have free and fair elections. And that's what the debate is. It's the heart of this. The last election, that uh, presidential election, the Democrats did not fight over, uh, happened in 1988, the best of my knowledge. If you look back, uh, talk about casting doubts on the system as being disruptive and, you know, malinformation or something like that. I don't know what they're doing now. So, Bueller, what's your answer? You can't pay attention uh, to everything that started during the 2016 campaign election, uh, campaign and election, and still trust elections anymore. Really, I mean, you have to really just be so ap uh, apathetic, uh, so removed and detached from overwhelming evidence. You know, the Russia hoax, and there's no state of crime, no reliable evidence, and even the watchdogs. This is what gets me: is the there's the lie. There's the fight over the lies. Then there's the, hey, but we had a watchdog. And then the watchdog's caught lying. So what do you have to go, go straight to the source of the, the evidence, the body of evidence, and you're not going to get that out of the Mueller report. You're not going to get that out of anything Democrats have printed or published for some time now. Uh, even lying itself, like Michael Sussman, isn't even lying anymore because there's something else more important going on that p 
people seem to, this is the thing. Oh, there's something more important. There's bigger fish to fry. Let's, let's, let's take that. We shouldn't be doing this kind of crazy stuff. When even it's the, because it's the lying as part of the criminality that has allowed those bigger fish, more important worries to happen over and over. We were told that decency was on the ballot in 2020, yet we end up with Grandpa sending crackhead hooker magnet Jr. to cut deals with enemies of democracy all over the globe on the taxpayer dime. And then we had James O'Keefe, who, you know, remember he was trying to return the Ashley Biden showers with Joe, uh, Papa Joe diary through the FBI, and he was rewarded with raids and confiscation of the very tools that he uses for his trade. They wanted to be able to get a hold of everything he did. So, um, yeah, that's that whole episode. And they're not isolated. There are numerous cases like that. Uh, so, well, I saved the best little things for last as far as Miss Cassidy Hutchinson. Um, in case you're wondering, it's pretty clear that she was pro-Trump or pro uh, a plant all along looking for the best deal and hedging her bets, which, you know, uh, maybe because they've destabilized everything so much that might, you know, people say, hey, you can't blame a girl for, for covering her, her derriere. So... I say this because about Cassie because like two weeks after January 6th, she actually moved into Mar-a-Lago with a handful, a very, fairly small number of people who were much closer to Trump. She moved into Mar-a-Lago bragging about getting a new job, and I think that when that didn't really work out, she became a no-job bitter girl. Uh, and that little detail isn't hard to find. People are going to say that's nonsense, uh, gaslighting. It's not hard to find. You just don't want to find it if you don't want to find it. So what kind of person, reportedly scarred by the man behind the insurrection, the destroyer of democracy, would say, hell yeah, let's go hang out indefinitely and work for him at his, at his place in Florida? My answer is a really crappy spy. That's who. And there will be a little update on that in a minute. But here's even bester parts for last. Cassidy committed perjury. perjury. Not that D.C. or you know, just about any place uh, that's been touched by the hand of evil, will find her guilty because her acting is so good. But Cassidy's uh, infamous note that she read and was bandied about, right, that's what the media wants to talk about, is that note was actually written by White House legal counsel Eric Hirschman. Uh, Hirschman left a seven-figure gig, uh, something like three-point-something million per year, ostensibly to help Trump with one of his impeachments. I'm, I apologize, I forget which. Which means maybe he is another plant because these people just, just, they have backups of backups of backups. You know, they have primary, alternate, contingency, emergency. And he might be the next guy to try to have a shoe drop. But anyways, the bad guys know about Cassidy and the lie. And they, they're about 98% certain probably that... In a world of Obama judges and D.C. ghetto jurists, that they just won't care, and they'll be telling this is another ridiculous, uh, ridiculous case. Why are you doing this? There's more. There's bigger fish to fry. More important things out there. And this is a really good one. Cassidy Hutchinson had a role in the 2020 election, and guess what it was? 
Uh, so he cast his phone call to Fulton County, Georgia election officials. She was working getting to the bottom of the 2000 mulish problems in Georgia. Oh, oops. Uh, did I say playing both sides earlier? Uh, what I really meant was she was full Trump side until there's a cash offer from the dark side. So, well, I, I guess we kind of come full circle because maybe I should pat myself on the back. Because the truth behind Cassidy's testimony ended up being another unintentional Hollywood-styled script. Let's close on this. Uh, you should be afraid of and loathe a country that allows any single group to narrate stories convenient to, to them. Go ahead and insert the uh, uh, countries that do this, you know. Uh, China, just telling you what reality is. Throw away whatever your preconceived notions are and just go with ours or you will be ostracized. Um, you, you can't just throw those stories out there without hearing from the other side, with allowing named individuals to respond. Constantine Kalimnik, FBI never talked to him. That's, but that's where we've been for some time now. It's just becoming more obvious now. And... Mm, who knows where this is going to go because I don't even think they have they lost their base if you're counting on that little group that that I talk about frequently the BLM Antifa uh, grooming crowd um, you do so at your own peril if there's enough election integrity because you'll get blown out but they're probably counting on uh the Republican rush to close the barn door because of what happened in 2020, and that will make sure that really nobody can cheat but them because they've fought to get the people in positions that we take for granted. We don't see the people, the people behind the scenes doing the counting, doing the handling of ballots, doing the coding, and that kind of stuff. And the geniuses at CNN Politics decided today that uh, Cassidy's testimony is more important than the actual people involved because hers was given, you know, well, sworn in. And the Secret Service people or the parties involved that she was speaking of did not give their version, their account, while sworn in. And they kind of forget that's because nobody else was notified of the hearings or invited or was able to attend, which really kind of, you know, adds a little weight to, the, to my claim that uh, Banana Republic. But hey, at least it's entertaining, right? But anyways, at this point in time, I would fully embrace... Uh, Republicans in office in Congress, uh, Republican judges, conservatives, people Judeo-Christian values, anybody to go ahead and pretend like the rest of the federal government is dead. Just write their own edicts, do their own things. It can't be criminal if they're doing that it criminally. Let's just go back to acting like normal, decent human beings. Because they're not legitimate anymore. So this is all about elections. But when it comes to elections, it really, um, you'd have to be crazy, I think, to really trust elections because of the people who are telling us that you absolutely must trust elections. And it's really bizarre. So and that's all for today. Uh, 
I hope everybody's enjoying the weather and the summer and a little bit of somewhat quiet before the next storm. So take care, everybody, and God bless.